solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with another installment of Locked On Texans, the daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24, along with the greatest co-hosts in the city of Houston. Oh, man, don't bring me in like that, John. Some sports guy Hickman coming down the court. Now, you know, I got a mid-range game, too. I'm kind of like Chris Paul out there. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Texas. I'm happy to be back with you guys to end off our three-week uh, show. Three-show three, three show a week. You know how we're going right now because we are in the offseason. Cody, what do we have on the rundown for today? On today's show, John and I are going to discuss which coach will be more valuable for David Cully as we enter the 2021 season. And then speaking of David Cully, we are going to close out the show by giving which coach in Texans history is our favorite coach, not best, our personal favorite coach in franchise history. But John and I are going to get this latest installment of Locked On Texans kicked off with what grade would you give Nick Casario through the first six to seven months as he has taken over as general manager of the Houston Texans? And John and listeners, they have been both good and bad since Casario has taken over as general manager. And I don't want to say bad as in he has done a terrible job because let's face it, it doesn't matter if you agree with the moves Casario has made or disagree with the moves that he has made. It's going to take at least the first half of the season to say whether or not Nick Casario has done a great job during his first year as general manager. However, as of July 8th, 2021, I think we can all sit here and say that Nick Casario has done enough where we can give him an early grade, especially with training camp set to begin in the next couple of weeks. And when I take a look at how I'm going to grade Nick Casario through his first few months as general manager, there's two ways I could look at this his three best moves and his three worst moves first and foremost i'm gonna start with the good me personally i think nick casario's best move as general manager is just getting this team out of salary cap hell when he took over the job to become the general manager the texans were 15 to 16 million dollars in the hole now they are four million dollars under the cap and that is going to expand heading into the offseason when a lot of these one-year contracts are going to be off the Texans' book. And two, his second best move, in my opinion, is the sign of the Tyrod Taylor. We all know everything that's going on with the Texans' quarterback situation with Deshaun Watson, but for him to go out inside Tyrod Taylor, who is, who could possibly very well have been the best available quarterback on the free agency market in March. The Texans have given themselves a quarterback who gives them a fair opportunity, not the best opportunity, but a fair and solid opportunity to win, let's say, five to six games throughout the 2021 season. John, you mentioned this here a lot on Locked On Texans. A lot of times you are as good as your quarterback, and I say this a lot here on this show, that Tyrod Taylor isn't a scrub. He has a win 
winnable record as a starting quarterback. And I do believe we're going to see a better version of Taylor this year, given the fact that he is in an opportunity where he can go out there and be a team starting quarterback for the first time since what, 2017? And then the last best move that Nick Casario has made, given the talent that this team has lost in addition to Deshaun Watson, you take a look at Will Fuller, you take a look at J.J. Watts, he has put together a team that is let's be let's keep it real they might not win too many games but at least we can say with confidence that they're going to go out there and compete at the highest level on any given sunday however when you take a look at the three worst moves that nick Casario has made so far look first and foremost his biggest mistake is not getting rid of Deshaun Watson. Yes, I get it. With you coming in as general manager, your number one priority was to try to get Deshaun Watson to reconsider his trade request and to come back to this organization. However, <laughs> A lot of unfortunate events has taken place since Nick Casario has become the general manager of the Texans. Of course, I'm talking about the legal troubles that Deshaun finds himself in. I am still under the belief whether they trade Deshaun today or they wait a year, the Texans are not going to get the haul that they would have gotten if they would have moved on from Deshaun Watson prior to these allegations coming out. Plus, if they would have moved on from Watson earlier, especially before March 16th, the day when the first lawsuit was dropped, the Texans would not be in a situation where you have the whole Deshaun Watson nonsense hanging over your franchise head moving forward. Two, the drafting of Davis Mills. Look, ever since things went south with Deshaun, you and I have been saying the Texans were going to draft a quarterback. However, we did not expect, nor we did not want the Texans to go out and draft a quarterback who only played in 14 to 15 collegiate games. That might be a decision that might turn around and bite the Texans moving forward, especially considering the number of holes that the Texans still have and that they could have addressed in this year's draft. And of course, the number of ex-former Patriots Nick Casario either signed or traded for since taking over as the general manager of the Houston Texans. So what do you grade him? A C plus. I think a C plus is fair. Yeah, you know, uh, for Nick Casario, a, a quick grade. I mean, I think you hit on all the points right now that we've, you know, been able to see, of, you know, his time here in Houston. So I'm not going to repeat it. I think a C plus is fair. Uh, reason being, you know, he had to work against a lot. So when you put a guy and his back against the wall, his first day on a job, you have to expect some, you know, mistakes or some moves that's going to be made that people are not going to like. But overall, if we're asking ourselves, has he did more or less on a scale of one to 10? I, I think it's right at a six. He's done more than less. The biggest less, of course, is not moving on from Watson, which you already mentioned. But, you know, that relationship was strained before he got here. So, of course, you're going to try to do everything you possibly can to keep your top five quarterback, as you mentioned, here in town. And maybe he was really just trying. Uh, but it was so many things that Nick Casario had nothing to do with to fix. My dad always said, it may not be your fault, but it's your problem. He came in. None of this is my fault. became my problem. I'm going to work against it, clean it up as much as I can. It's going to be a heel, but I think a C-plus is fair. What wouldn't be fair is me not telling you guys, like I always do, love doing it, about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. 
Get all the latest news, the latest odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, your UFC, MMA action, and of course, in a couple of months, the NFL will be back. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code Locked On. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. Cody and I was having a conversation, right? We've been talking about the kind of lead up to the conversation we have been talking about on the show, like the positions, the players, right? And as much as many transactions we've seen with the roster, we saw a lot of changes with the coaching staff, brand new head coach, brand new position coaches. And uh, we can't talk about the players and who's going to be what and what X factor without looking at the coaches, right, Cody? And the conversation continued to be what coach will be the most helpful for David Cully in his first year. Cody, I want to see where your head is on that one. Yeah, and the reason why I wanted to talk about this because Cully has been an uh, an NFL assistant coach for, what, 30, 40 years. But you also got to consider that he has never been a coordinator. He has never been a guy who has been relied upon to put together packages, to put together schemes in order to make his team better on the offensive side of the ball. And, John, you might disagree with this pick. But to me, I think the most valuable coach that he's going to have to rely on is Tim Kelly. And I know me saying Tim Kelly might be the most valuable coach that David Kelly is going to have to lean upon for this upcoming year might throw some people off. But, John, when you think about it, David Kelly has never been in a position where he was the team's number one offensive mind. When you take a look at, what, the last two decades, he spent the majority of this decade coaching behind Andy Reid. And we all know that Reid is one of the best offensive juggernauts that this league has ever seen. Plus, when you take a look at the last two years he spent as a position coach for the Baltimore Ravens, he was coaching behind John Harbaugh, who is another offensive-minded coach. Is there ever a time where we can look back and say, David Cully was the sole offensive mind for a team, especially with him having a title as an offensive-minded coach. It's going to be extremely important for him to rely on Tim Kelly because, as we saw last year, Tim Kelly has some, at least a little experience on creating offensive packages to put his players in a position to succeed. As a matter of fact, we saw the chemistry that he was able to develop with with Deshaun Watson, so we know that he knows how to put quarterbacks in a situation to succeed even when you take a look at a guy like david johnson and kiki qt look how much they struggle when bill o'brien was the primary play caller versus how much they started to trend upward when tim kelly was the sole play caller for those last what was it 10 games throughout the 2020 season it's going to be very important for David Cully. The, the possibility of him saving his face as a offensive-minded coach, he's going to have to rely heavily upon Tim Kelly next offseason because if Tim Kelly fails, there's a possibility that David Cully is going to look extremely bad as the quote-unquote offensive coach for the Houston Texans. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. Not only does Tim Kelly do that, for um, David Cully, but Tim Kelly was actually here last year on the coaching staff already. He has some some relationships with the uh, with the players, I, and I like Tim Kelly as a good choice. You know, I, honestly, I don't want to refute that because 
everything you've mentioned on top of he was here with a lot of these players. He can give you a blueprint on what he believes needs to fix it. And I can see Lovey Smith also playing a role simply because he is a Super Bowl attending head coach in the league before, and he has a long record of head coaching experience. So, you know, he, he, he'll he be able to provide that guidance in a sense of just the, the day-to-day rigorous head coaching duties. It gets tiring. It can, it can become overbearing. Uh, this is how I dealt with it for so long. That's very important for a first-year head coach. Very important. So those are the two coaches, Cody. You know, I, I like the Tim Kelly, and it's kind of funny. We're both, you know, you're going with offense, I'm going with defense. It didn't mean it to be that way, but those are two very good coaches to look at for him to lean on his first year. David Cully will be leaning on the likes of Lovey Smith, Tim Kelly, Robert Prince, to you know, to say the least. But who are you leaning on after a good workout? Should be a Bill Bar, non-delicious flavors, including raspberry, cherry, coconut, peanut butter, brownie. There's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 grams protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Cannot beat that. So go to billboard.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at billboard.com. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost three hundred fifty three. 99 at advance a big chain store but it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and it does not require a membership or account login go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com today on the locked on today podcast why one nfl playmaker wants out of new england get more of the sports news you need in less time with the locked on today podcast follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts kind of funny right cody we were just talking about david cully and who is the coach or coaches that he would need to lean on the most got me thinking if we did a poll right we did a poll and we can do the poll. Your favorite head coach in Texan history. 
You got Dom Capers. You got Gary Kubiak. You got Bill O'Brien. You also got to throw in Romeo Cornell. You got to throw him in. Wade Phillips got to throw him in. Like who? If we if you if we line them up, and of course I think it'd only be fair that we use Capers, Kubiak, and O'Brien. Uh, Cully hasn't coached a game yet, and you know, Cornell and Phillips would interim coaches. Who would be your favorite quarterback? I mean, I'm sorry, head coach, right? And I got to tell you, Garrett Kubiak was just too smooth for me, man. He was just always too cool, it seems like. Don Capers never gave it to me. Say what you want to say about Bill O'Brien. He's going to give you a sound bite. He's going to, he's going to curse. He's going to do something in the way. Like he, he brought, as a coach, he brought some intensity to the game for this team, but he also brought – he was his own entity sometimes. Like it was sometimes it was the Texans and Bill O'Brien, not just the Texans. He was that type of character. We didn't get that out of Kubiak and, and Dom Capers. We, we got that out of Bill O'Brien. And he is the most winningest coach, I think, for Texas history. So I, I'm going with Bill O'B, man. We, we talk a lot of crap about him. He's made a lot of boneheaded decisions. That has got this team where they are right now. But at least, did you have fun though? He's a toxic relationship, but at the end of the day, but did you have fun? You have fun with this team. Under here, we have fun with Bill O'Brien. <laughs> John, I'm gonna have to agree. I'm gonna have to say Bill O'Brien might be my favorite coach in franchise history for all the reasons that you just said. However, what I would want to say is if we did a poll. When you take out those boneheaded moments and you take a look at Bill O'Brien, the coach himself, you can honestly make the argument that he's not only our favorite coach, but you can actually make an argument that he is possibly the best coach in franchise history. And I say that because it, it oh, should is. be it should be an even split between him and Kubiak. And yeah, I say that because yeah, but Don K. I mean, come on now. Don Capers don't get no love. Did, did he ever? Did Capers ever make you feel you had a chance to win? Don Capers ain't getting no love on that poll, man. <laughs> no love. It's going to come down between Kubiak and Bill O'Brien, and I think if anybody votes for Don Capers, they probably believe quarterbacks get paid too much. <laughs> but when I take a look at the Bill O'Brien. The, the love and respect that Texans fans have for Kubiak, I think that should be the same for Bill O'Brien because I take a look at two coaches who could have done more, but both of these guys were plagued by injuries. Well, can I, can I interject really quick? Go ahead. The reason why Kubiak gets that love is because Houston was still searching for what Bill O'Brien was able to get, and that, that was a quarterback. And that's fair. Thankfully for Rick Smith, who jumped up when nobody else wanted to get him in that draft room, got, got Deshaun Watson. So it was, okay, Bill O'Brien, you have the closest thing to the 2011-12 Houston Texan team, mm-hmm. that team that was a mashup injury away from, you know, actually doing something. You have the closest thing to that product, and you now have what we were missing. Go do something. And instead of trending upward, he completely <laughs> went the opposite way. But that's why Bill O'Brien doesn't get the love and hate the love-hate relationship. You think because you could have placed rookie year Deshaun Watson on that 2000, 
11-12 squad. And you know, I think I think he does something. Okay. I think I think Deshaun Watson can do something in his rookie year or his first two years with that team. Put him back there. Like that's how great the quarterback Deshaun Watson is to me. And Bill O'Brien, instead of you know ascending upwards and making it about the team, you gave us your personality show. You gave us everything that we love about you. That's why he doesn't get their love. And you know what, Cody? That's totally fair. The best version of Deshaun Watson we saw during Bill O'Brien's year was actually right after he got fired. You see what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. He he ain't he ain't getting that love because. We saw everything that we wanted to see out of Deshaun Watson the day you walked out that door. Tim Kelly, your OC, had him out there balling like that, man. Hey, I'm John, some sports guy. Hit me. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texas. I know you're laughing. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. You know, I love rocking and talking with y'all, man. This is what I like to do. And then soon we'll be on YouTube, baby. Cody over there laughing, shaking his head. He know I'm right. He know I'm right. Go ahead and take it off. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And make sure you follow me on Twitter because over at USA Today Texans Wire, I am actually doing a player preview on every single player. Well, not every single player, but all of the important players surrounding the Houston Texans in 2021. I'm taking the top quarterbacks, running backs, offensive linemen. And right now I'm working on offensive linemen, wide receivers. And next week I'm going to be doing the defensive side of the ball. Just giving you a quick preview on what you can expect from these players heading into the 2021 season. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.